Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We've been in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen, is risen upon oh. you. Mm. And we were saying that you're in charge of your <laughs> rising calendar. calendar. I listened to a thing yesterday. Oh, I know the thing. Tell let's, us. Let's not touch that thing. Because, if because we, we it, might get derailed. The yeah. One of today. yeah. But, but you can't touch it. Early to rise, early to shine. Wow, yes, the earlier you rise, the earlier the you shine. The earlier you rise, the earlier you shine. Mm. People who rise late don't do incredible things in life. All the great men of God who have led great movements, they all started in their early 20s. Jesus knew by 12. He was already rising and shining ah. by 12. His light had come at 12. Wow. The parents came looking for him and said, didn't you know I had to be about my, my father's, father's business? business? By age 12, 12, I don't know whether there are people there. My goodness. By age 12, Jesus knew what his father's business was. Yeah. He knew what his life was going to be about. Mm. There are people who are 40 years old now and they haven't yet mm. identified what their life work is going to be. Mm. That's very dangerous. I, I used to say by 30, you should have figured out what your life work is. Now I realize that's actually late. It should be by 20. Yes, by 20. You should have figured out your life work. If you're going to play a significant role, I don't know why my connection is playing games. You should stay with YouTube. I'll stay with the other people. So by age 30, mm. I used to say by age 30, you should have figured out your life's work. Yeah. But there is enough evidence now to show that 30 is late. It's late. 30 is late. Uh, later than 30 is way too late. Early to rise. Early to shine. Early to shine. Tiger Woods, teens. Mm. Uh, Michael Jackson, teens. Mm. Michael Jordan, teens. Mm. Ronaldo Messi, teens. Jesus, teens. teens. Uganda Matters teams. Michael Dell Teen. became CEO of his company at 19, mm -hmm. retired at 40. You all use Dell computers. Yeah. Early to rise. Early to shine. Early to shine. And brighter. Alexander the Great, 17. By the time he died at 32, he had conquered the known world. <laughs> early to rise. Early to shine. And now we are saying. You are in charge of the rising calendar. Yes. You are in charge of the rising calendar. You decide when to rise. Mm. And that's based on the word of God. It says, arise and shine, for your light has come. And what does it say? The entrance of your word brings light. When you embrace the word of God and you start pursuing God's purpose for your life, you start rising. And we are urging people now. It's not. It's never too late, but the earlier the better. Yes. It's never too late, but the earlier the better. Most of you, 
uh, got saved in your teenage years? Yes. Either as children or as, or as teenagers. That's why we need to recover schools, outreach ministries. Because that's where the majority of you received faith. Yes. By the time someone is getting saved at 35, they've made so many mistakes in life. They, have, they are literally going to only live half of their lives. Mm. The remaining part. Mm. They've lost the earlier. Now, people who start early, they lock in and they know I'm going to lead the church yes. and they start and stay with it. Mm. I'm going to be a finance person. They mm. stick with it. I'm going to be a medic. I'm going to be a business person. I'm going to be an industrialist. That, those are the people. History has shown that the greatest people who have done amazing things mm. are those who chose their path early. Even in, 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 the, in the Bible, in Israel, you, had, you joined the army at 20. You were numbered among those who were serving the purpose of the kingdom at 20. People who served at, as priests, they started at 20. By 50, no one above 50 could serve as a priest. <laughs> it was a short window. Wow. Your window is open right now. And you need to rise. Someone is saying, can I have a time machine? They need to go back. <laughs> no, unfortunately, you can't go back, time. but you can redeem the time yes. now. Mm. You can redeem the time now. Mm. Redeem the time now. now. Says redeeming the time for the days are evil. evil. So it's time to redeem the time. Mm. Our generation. It's time to rise. It's time to shine. It's time to get on with it. Yeah. People are accomplishing things in 10 years that they should be doing in 2 years. And that's hurting generations to come. Mm. Because when they don't have an example of speed, yes. to then whatever you do, it ends up being too small. It doesn't have as wide a reach as it could be. Mm. But go ahead and speak into this <laughs> as we get organized. No, I'm just thinking about all the examples you've given and how that's the kingdom culture is very counter our culture. At least, like, I'll speak from up where we've grown up. I know we are speaking to people in, all over the world, but in Uganda, you're told that you're still young. Why are you in a hurry? Eh? Yeah. You're still young. Like, why are you... Enjoy your... You will start trying to figure these things out as you grow older. So you find that... It's a lie. It's a lie. a lie. Because then you've... Your, your energetic years, your years of hunting, your years of of you know producing crazy things of just less i don't know distractions are the years that then are behind us sometimes because and then we start trying to figure out what our lives are about when we've lived like a quarter of our lives already yep and so to say to the young people out there because here in uganda we have one of the youngest populations in the entire world to say that now is the time for you to start pursuing the things that are on the inside of you and, mm. and, and, and there's always a, a thing that sort of guides you because even the people you talked about, even David was anointed king as a teenager. Yes. Even Joseph started to discover his purpose as a younger man and then as a teenager he was already serving in Potiphar's house. And by 30, he was leading Egypt. Mm. Uh, Joseph, when uh, his father came, he said, he told his father that God has made me a father to Pharaoh. Gosh, at 30. At 30, Pharaoh was the king of Egypt, the most powerful nation at the time, and said, God has made me a father to Pharaoh. 
he was guiding Pharaoh's affairs. 30 years. Nowadays, you have 30 year olds who are still at home sleeping in mommy's bedroom. Watching TV. Watching TV and series, and all they talk about is sports. Oh my goodness. We can't allow this to continue. No. You know that thing you're saying, why are you in a hurry? That's what people oh. tell their children when they want to get married. Exactly. That's what I was told. Why are you in a hurry? Yeah, we're in a hurry. Like, Just 23. 23, you're already getting old. What? Already? Too much. Yeah. Like, marriage should be, be at worst 25. Mm. Ideal is 19, 18. Mm. So, we are delaying people's Calendar. whatever calendars you know bishop Oedepo said that the reason africans don't do great things is because our star rises late. late yes when your star rises late by the time you're starting to attempt great things mm. people elsewhere already accomplished what you what you're trying to accomplish at 40 someone did it at 20 uh. and now you're getting old yes. while they are still getting into their prime years yes Facebook, mm. Mark Zuckerberg, Google, like yes. name anything out of this world and you see that these were early starters. Now, there are a few outliers who start late, mm, but we always like group. to quote those, mm, mm. but they are not the norm. Not late the norm. starters are not the norm. They are the exception. They are the exception. Yes. The norm is early to rise, early to shine. Early to shine. And how is that related to what we are saying? Arise, shine, shine for, for your, your light, light has come. come. Yes. You determine that. It's mm. not God who decides when you become a billionaire. No. No, no, no. That's you. Yeah. You're blessed. So when you spend all your 20s spending money and trying to be like a child. Oh, gosh. And then you start being financially prudent in your 30s. It's too late. It's harder work. Yeah, you see, you have adults who are trying to live their childhood years. If you are 18 and above, you are an adult. Yes. <laughs> if you are 18 and above, you are an adult. It's time to put away childish things. It's time to rise. It's time to shine. It's time to embrace the light, the revelation. Yeah. It's time to let the glory of the Lord shine. shine. Say something. And apostles, you are speaking, the first thing that was coming to my mind, and you literally like said what was in my head better, in terms of you have, to, for that to happen, to rise early, you have to take responsibility for your life. Yeah. Because many of us are still blaming someone for our calendar. Mm. You're pointing at a parent, you're pointing at a guardian, you're pointing at a system, and yet, in this same system, under the same circumstances, someone is rising. Yep. But you have to decide that this is now up to me. I have to actually take responsibility. And I thought about Timothy, that, that Paul actually tells him, don't let anyone despise you because you are young. Yeah. But it's now up to him. If I said, don't let someone do this to you, it means you have the power to stop it. Yes. Meaning you can decide that people won't despise me because of my age. And it has to begin by you deciding that I'm rising. And then he says, but instead of, how do you stop them from despising you? Be, Be an, an example. example. Yeah. 
be an example to them in, and, and, and Bible researchers say that Timothy was a teenager also leading a church and being called a bishop and that's why Paul was saying don't let anyone despise you because you're a young man but instead be an example to them in all these things and he tells him to give himself to studying and to doctrine and to all this stuff and, and I thought to myself that how do you as a young person start to rise you know even concerning the word of God find someone to follow which is what we've been talking about because Paul had Timothy had Paul and you right now in worship harvest young person you're in a missional community you right now we are giving you something to follow we are telling you get in the word so do it because also if you try to chart your own way then you lose you, and you start too, early yeah, but you you as a good as starting late because you're too slow because you're trying to figure things out by yourself so that don't let anyone despise you but the first thing is take full responsibility for your life and understand that if I'm above 18, I can't point at anyone anymore. I have to give up childish ways. Which are those childish ways? Spending too much time doing stuff that doesn't contribute to anything going forward. But I think that, to, that this, is, this is such a powerful message and it is a, such a prophetic message for the season. Yes. Right now, God is, there's an urgency in the spirit. There's like, a, there's like you guys, there's a certain like push it's like no move 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 why i think god has been trying to move through us for but we are we are captured in a culture where everything is moving slowly we think we have that deception that you have time especially when you keep hanging around your relatives who still call you little boy little girl and you're 37 you're not a little boy or a little girl anymore Whoa. you're not so get out of there get into spaces where other people but it's time to rise. It's time to shine. Why? Our light has come. And the glory of the Lord has already risen. But we have to rise. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's serious. You know in Formula One, the start is so important. It's so important. They have, like on Saturday, there's a whole thing called the qualifier. They, they are doing this one lap races around the truck to see who can do the fastest lap and whoever does the fastest lap starts at the front during the race during the race the next day so you find that a guy may do one minute 37 seconds point three five two Wow. And that's the first guy. Mm. Like the seventh guy, maybe one mm. minute. Mm -hmm. So let's say the first guy is like one minute, 37 seconds, point one. The seventh guy, maybe one minute, 37 seconds, point five. So it's, it's or not point even seconds. It's milliseconds across seven kilometers or five kilometers. Wow. Can you imagine they keep sending you out there to go and look for Milli. for zero point zero five seconds <laughs> across five kilometers? <laughs> You're trying to eliminate any kind of error to gain those milliseconds because they will determine where you start the race. Why? The guys who start at the front. Are at an advantage of course yeah the start 
is important. The start is important. The problem with many people's lives, they are trying to catch up. Playing catch up all your life doesn't do you any good. You can't win against people who start early. they make the mistakes early, they learn early, yeah. they get they better have time early, to recover. they recover early. <sighs> yeah. So, redeem the time. Redeem the time. How do we do this? Yeah. Colossians 3. Yes. 16. Mm. Mm. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly mm. in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give you thanks to God the Father through him. So turn me back to verse 16. Now we are talking about redeeming the time why? Because it says, arise and shine for your light has come. Yes. The entrance of your word brings light. light. The word is light. Mm. The word is revelation. You know, if you even have a little bit of experience that walking or running during day is so much easier than running in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever tried to go down a staircase when there's no lighting? You move so slowly. The absence of light means the absence of speed. The presence of light means the presence of speed. Even those of you who like driving fast, I will not name any names. But it's so much easier to drive faster during the day than at night, even when you have headlights on. Now imagine driving at night without headlights on. How fast can you go? It doesn't matter how quick your car was designed to move. What is keeping you slow? What is hindering your progress? Absence of light. Absence of light. The absence of light. The absence of light. Why did Jesus do the things he did? By age 12, he knew all the scriptures. By age 12, he knew all the scriptures. David knew the scriptures. And he wrote some of them. So, what are we saying? If light gives you this much speed, if the word of God gives you this much speed, then you shouldn't be having tiny doses of it if you want to go somewhere. That's why let what's the first word there? Let in others allow. Allow because you can refuse. By focusing on so many other things, you can refuse. You know, sometimes, by the way, all we need to do is stop for a moment and think about our lives and say, if I was to be buried today, would I be in regret? Would I watch my funeral from heaven regretting or thanking God? You have to think like that. If today was your last day, would you enter heaven joyfully? Or would you be one of those guys they are forcing to enter heaven 
you are caught somewhere between heaven and earth. You're like, I need to go back. I have unfinished business. Wow. <laughs> he says, let the word. Let the word. Allow the word. Allow the word. Let the word. Open up to the word. Receive the word. It says, let the word of Christ dwell. Why don't you just expound that word dwell for us? Yeah, just to dwell. Dwell. To dwell is to like, when someone says that that's the place where they dwell, mm. that's not a place where they visit. Because a place you visit is a place you, you're in and out of. But where you dwell is like a permanent address. Yep. Like let the word of God be your permanent address. One of the... Or rather you should be the permanent address, address of, of the, word the word of God. God. Like yeah. it lives in you. That's where it abides in you. It, 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 the word dwell, one of the... When, you do, when you're doing a study, one of the... One of the, the, the Greek translations talks about being married. It actually says that it's being married to to the word. Yes. Yeah. That that let the be married to the word of God, because the person you're married to, you have this identity is too similar. Yeah. You, there's a yeah. permanence about it. There's a, a sharing of identity about it. So that word dwell is so deep. Like it's not let the word of God be. And, and I think you're going, as you continue, you're going to start talking about how does it, how do you know that it's dwelling? Because it starts to talk about how you know it's dwelling in yeah, you yeah. richly. But that let it be the permanent address. Let it be, let, let you become the permanent address of the word of, of, the word God. of God. It's the reference point of my life. Like when they ask you, when you're filling in those forms or whatever, they ask you where your permanent address is. Usually they want to know where they can find you. Like when they need to know where they can find the word of God, it should be It me. should be you. Yes. Wow. Like when you ask a question, the word is going to come out. You've opened up something there that's mm. very interesting. Mm. That's what Jesus did. Yes. And the word became, became flesh, flesh and dwelt, dwelt. Oh my among us. We could look at a human being and That's say, the there God. is the word of God. You see, the word of God is cutting wood. The word of God is making tea. The word of God is ironing clothes. The word of God is eating. The word of God has gone to the toilet. The word of God has come out of the toilet. Wow. The word of God wow. is serving. The, the word became flesh and Dwelt among us. And here is a relationship with Isaiah 60. We beheld his, his glory. glory. <laughs> yes, of <laughs> because course. Because what I right shine for the, the right has come and, and the, the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The more word, the more, the more glory. When we let the word of God not visit with us. No, no, no. Not those things of it is somewhere, somewhere in the Bible. Mm. It says somewhere that God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> it does not say anywhere in Hezekiah. Yeah, 
it says somewhere it says somewhere that that mm. that then we come up with all sorts of humanistic ideas that don't actually match the word of God. But that thing you're saying, take us back to Colossians 3.16. In fact, why don't you give it to us in uh, the Amplified Classic Version if you have it. It says, let the word of Christ let the word spoken by Christ have its home in your hearts and minds and dwell in you in all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody to God with his grace in your hearts take us back to NKJV let the word Christ dwell be married to it become it become one with it says in, in 1 Corinthians 6 17 he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him that's your positional place you're one spirit with the Lord but it's not your experience how does it become your experience through the word of God you see a, a couple can be married but and then never be close yeah they can be married that's their position but they can even live in different continents and when they are not close they can even live in different houses they can even live in different rooms within the same house that's even worse but they are married legally so you and Christ you are one spirit within but what is your experience mm. that's what we are addressing mm. ourselves to here mm. Mm. and how does that become the experience of you becoming mm. or the word becoming you, you. and dwelling among us <laughs> yeah wow yeah it has to abide it can't be visiting you can't be like somewhere somewhere yeah somewhere yeah no the way you know all those love songs we are talking about yeah. you should know the word of god much 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 yes. much more yes. i should know the word of god I much should. much more i shouldn't be saying somewhere 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 god helps those who have themselves <laughs> yes so he says let the word of god let the word of christ dwell lives there richly in all wisdom wow i don't even know how to break down the all wisdom part but then it says in all wisdom it dwells in you richly in all wisdom okay and then it says teaching and admonishing one another and then he chooses an interesting means psalms, hymns and spiritual songs have you ever done uh, poetry yes like reciting poetry in secondary school when you're reciting poetry what should be happening as in I have it, to memorize it it has completely. to be your, yeah, you, you can't, can't be reading anywhere. it off a, pe- no, a piece no, of no, paper no 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 
you become one with the poem. Now you talk about teaching because we are used to teaching one another mm-hmm. through words. Mm-hmm. But by the time you're teaching one another in psalms, hymns and spiritual, and spiritual songs, songs, the thing is so much a part of your life you can sing it. It comes out, yeah. You can recite it. It's not just a sermon. No. Because you see, a person who is singing well needs to know that song. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like those love songs we are singing, I'm not going to go back to those. Now we have shifting gears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what, what, what key is to be in Satimo? Elephant. For A for elephant. Mm-hmm. So a song like. This love affair to be known by you has meant so much more to me than I could ever dream. All I live for, all my desire is to lift your name on high. And to live your love. Now, when you're singing a song, the, the depth is a little much, much deeper than when you're speaking words. Yes. Yeah, that's why when someone wants to really mean something, they, if someone sings something to you, it's, more, it's deeper than when they say something. Yes. Yeah, because that's why a lot of talkers. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, mm. and few singers. Ooh. Now, it says you, the word of God, Christ, should dwell in you mm. to the extent that you reach a point where the way you're dispersing it is in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> so singing with grace. Yes. In where? Your in your hearts, not from your heads. No hearts to the Lord. My friend, we can get to that place. Yes. Absolutely. We can get to that place and let our star rise. I'll let rise. I'll let shine. Pastor B3. You won't get a call. Add you on. I don't know um, what to add. I feel like you've really broken it down. I'd never even thought about the fact that psalms and hymns and spiritual songs are things that we know so deeply. Yeah. I can sing the songs that I know by heart any day. It didn't matter where I am. And sometimes you wake up with a song in your heart because you know it. Like it, you don't even you wake up and there's a song playing yeah, in your when heart. When there's a song, you're not looking for the notes. No, 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 we are the notes. It's there. You, it, it's, so, it's, so, it's such a part of you that so for the, the, the fact that how, the, how, how you allow the word of God to dwell in you richly and how you know it has started to dwell in you richly is when it just comes out. Yeah. 
that that's what comes out because mm. you can't like now people can't bring up music when we're doing the earlier you know playful thing you can't bring up music you don't know yeah. the music that comes out is the one that you knew and somehow as a young person maybe even wrote it out in a book and you knew the lyrics and you knew you know you admired the you've artist you've meditated it on meditated it meditated on yeah. it it's in your heart so for the word of god to dwell in us richly it can't be a place that we visit every once in a while we have to get to a point where that's the reference of our lives that's what comes out people even start to think that those are your words so you see like we quote scripture to one another yeah 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 but imagine if we are living you know you something is going on when you sing scripture to one another yes yeah something is going on when you're singing scripture to one another whereas like someone can sing a whole thing to you for three minutes and it's been verse after verse of scripture of scripture you know that's different yes. that's very different mm. and that's what he's talking about here because he, it's coming from the heart yes. that's why he says in uh, Proverbs 4 your, one of your favorite scriptures 4 what? 20, 20. 20. My, son. Yeah. my son mm-hmm. read it for it. give attention to my words mm. incline your ear to, to my, my sayings, sayings. Uh-huh. do not let them depart from you eyes keep them in the midst of your heart for for they they are are life to those those who who find them them, and health health to all their flesh and the next verse says talks about your heart keep your heart without diligence yeah why for out of your heart that place flows the issues the issues of life so how do you keep your heart without diligence by keeping the word of god in the midst of your heart where most of what comes out in every situation is the word of god yes and it i want to say again what you said that Mm. it it is possible it's not for a chosen few this is available to all the children of god it's not that there are some few people who you know god smiled upon like how do you know that music that you know yeah it's not because it's for a chosen few. It's for those who paid attention to that music and, you know, spent time around that music. You know it. Yes. It's not because someone chose that for you, the one to know that song. So even the word of God, the more we give time to it and attention to it, that scripture that Apostle has just quoted in Proverbs 4, it involves our ears, our eyes, our heart, our desire, wanting to know it. And then before you know it, you know what happens? You open your mouth and the advice you're giving, the wisdom that you're giving, the it actually will be the word of God because it has become the reference point of your life that everything you do. I've told stories over and over about my grandfather. I think this is one of the men who I have known in my life who Mm. was one with the word of God. I cannot explain it to you, but that man, everything he said was the word. All his instruction, all your punishments were because you, something you had done that was against the word. <laughs> Why you worked on Sunday, no one was allowed to work because the Sabbath. Like guys, every, for him it was about what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? So he started giving money to his wife to keep it. Because he found Proverbs 31, that it's the woman who considers a field and buys it. It's the woman, then for him he's called blessed. Everything was how he interpreted the scriptures. And, but every morning, without exception, no matter where my grandfather was, he sat with his Bible and Chumurzo. Chisumurzo. You know that mm, kind of devotion? Yes. Alone, every day, with, even when he was in hospital, he would ask someone to bring it and read it. So it was one of those things where he had to live from, he paid attention. It was an anchor. It was an anchor. An anchor for the soul. Yeah. 
Wow. You too can be anchored. Yes. You don't have to be thrown about by life, tossed about Mm. from place to place, to and fro. You can be anchored in the word of God. And your star will rise. The younger you are, the more serious. Even old people should take this thing seriously. But yeah, younger the younger you are. I remember when I was in my O level. When I went home, I think it started around near four back. Of course, we would go in the morning to dig. Then you come back around ten o'clock. I've been digging like four hours. I remember that I would sit at the dining table in the village and I started reading my Bible. That's when it all began. I, would, I, I enjoyed the Old Testament. All those stories of Samuel, Samson, David, David's mighty men. That's when I was really taken up by the character of David and David's mighty men. It started way back then. Yes. Just... I didn't know that God was working a work in my heart, but it was happening. Just reading that every day, I, was, I, I would look forward to finishing, to dig, to go and start where I'd stopped with the stories. Now, it's time to start. It's never too late to begin. And it never ends. I mean, this morning, I had to wake up early and read my Bible first. Then I went to pray, then started work and all of that it no, there is no arrival because there is a lot of scriptures that I don't know by heart and because of that I have to keep in the word yes. I have to keep in the word and I'm not yet doing as good a job of it as I ought to but I know what I need to do mm. now I also need you to know what you need to do to get into it yeah. amen Wow. Wow. Are you ready for the word? <laughs> what is Jesus saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? Mm. What is Jesus saying to you? What are you going to do about it? Right now you're going to go into your mission or community meetings. Mm. I hope some of them, most of them are live or some of them might be on Zoom or on WhatsApp call, whatever method your MC uses. Meanwhile, if you're in worship service, you should be in a mission or community. That's a non-negotiable. We are targeting a hundred percent belonging. Yes. A hundred percent belonging. A hundred percent belonging. We don't want you to be in the family, but living like one of the extended family members <laughs> out there on the on the fence. Mm. Come in and let's eat. Come in, let's love one another. Come in, let's serve God with all our hearts. Come in, let's do what needs to be done. And right now we are saying the key thing is what? To let the word of Christ dwell, live, be married, become one with you. Amen, Lord. And it says what? Richly. Richly. Not poorly. No. Remember what Dr. Ines Bango used to say? Are you what <laughs> poor, poor? Or are you what rich? can be a, a Christian and your word poor. It's never a good thing to be. But you can be word rich. Why don't you pray for these people? Some of them need to get saved even right now. It's true. Yeah. You know, God loves you. You're watching today. You've never made a decision to make Jesus Lord of your life.
and he loves you. He wants to get into relationship with you so that you are part of the family and you can enjoy the inheritance that he purchased for you thousands before the world began. He had you in his mind. He made you for a purpose. He made you for a specific purpose. You're not accidental. So I want to invite you today to start your life, to start the real meaning of life today by saying yes to having a relationship with Jesus. So I want to invite you right now, wherever you are, if you've never given your life to Jesus, this is the day. And I know you're there. This is the day you may be feeling afraid, you might be, but you can defy those things and decide that today is the beginning of the rest of your life. So I want you to put your hand up. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Right there in that missional community, don't be afraid. Alone, wherever you are, with no one around you, God is there with you. Just put that hand up. Yes. Put that hand up and pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me and inviting me into relationship with you. Today, I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that you're my Lord and Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. Today, I am born again. In Jesus name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. You amen, prayed amen. that prayer. You're born again. You're born again. Yes, there's Woo! a party in heaven right now and there's a number yeah. on that screen if you're yeah. alone. Yeah. Send, send, send us a message. Send us a message on that number. Okay? 0775 We'll connect you to our family. We'll give you resources to start you off on this journey that you've begun the best decision of your life by far. So welcome to the family of God. Also, if you would like to join a mission or community, yep. that's the number you should send a text to. Uh, tell us where you live and uh, we'll connect you to a loving family of believers who grow with you. We like to say MCs beg. Yeah. MCs pray, pray. together. Uh-huh. They play. play together. They eat, eat together. They grow together. And they go on mission together. Mm-hmm. They pray together. They play together. They eat together. Grow together. Go on mission together. Yeah. So if you want to have an experience of your lifetime, the best place to go right now is to join a mission or community. Yes. And you're going to have so much fun growing. Woo in the word and you know uh, all of that if you're sick in your body wherever that is i command that sickness to depart from you it doesn't belong in your body you're a disease-free zone for crying out loud (laughs) you are a dfc you're a disease-free zone covid has nothing on you hiv has nothing on you cancer has nothing on Mm -mm. you I don't know whatever it is that they may have said wherever, whatever, diabetes, name it. I command all of that to get off your body because you are set apart. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that's all that should be living in there, the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.